What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the On the Bump podcast. I'm Christy Francesco. Dean and Jason are here. We have a pretty good amount of things to talk about. We are going to start the show off, uh, you know, what's on the bump for tonight, as it were. Uh, we have... Uh, I like that pun, that play on words. You did. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I worked really hard at creating that on the spot. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about, uh, let's see, tonight's Sunday. As we record this, you guys will get this tonight. I'm sure uh, many of you will listen between tomorrow and Tuesday. Uh, Monday morning, Bryce Harper will be uh, evaluated to the extent of what's going on inside his right elbow. Uh, we don't know what's what's going on in terms of there's surgery if there's not going to be surgery so we're going to talk a little bit about that our 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 fear because there has to be real fear here because it's it's that whole the unknown thing and we do not know what's going on the hope is the reason he was completely you know zapped of throwing a baseball for about six months and the reason he wanted or they moved him to dh so he could swing is the hope and the belief that the ucl would heal on its own uh, to where there might not be any surgery uh, or any further damage at all. Uh, so they said, you know, hitting a baseball wouldn't further damage it. We'll know a lot more Monday, probably afternoon, what's going on with the future of Bryce Harper. Uh, we're going to give our end of the season awards in terms of NLAL MVP, the Cy Young's Rookie of the Year's, Manager of the Year's. Um, and then we're going to talk about the, the report that came out from John Heyman about the Phillies shocking real interest in Xander Bogarts, who is a shocking again, for those who don't know a Dombrowski guy. Uh, so we're going to talk about those things. Uh, so I'm going to start things off here with, with the Bryce Harper situation uh, because this, this impacts, you know, us as, for the show for as Phillies fans and, you know, around baseball, it's a big deal to find out what's going to happen with one of the best players in the world uh, coming off, and, and out of this world postseason performance. Um, so Dean, I'm going to go to you first and then Jay, you can just, you know, get the hot tag there. Um, oh, I like that. I have another play on words of a podcast. Thing. Thank you. Thank you. You're, do you have, are you hopeful or do you have like a lot of angst about what's going to go on for tomorrow? Um, I'm a little indifferent. Um, because I kind of feel like, I mean, he can clearly just DH if he wants to. He could just be like, you know what? I'm not going to get the surgery and I will just become the DH. Like Schwarber and Castellanos are not the worst outfielders in the world. I mean, you definitely want better, of course. But it's not like Pat Burrell and Reese Hoskins running around out there or lack thereof, you know. But, um, I mean, I would much prefer Bryce to be in right field but i would much prefer him to not miss time either exactly so, i agree like that's how i feel about it so it's like if depending on how long the like you gotta think about it, like even if recovery we'll just on the short end of the stick recovery is three months mm-hmm. okay you're looking at february march by the time he could probably start swinging about again yeah and that's the shortest time frame you know which i mean if it's full-blown tommy john it's not going to be three months. You know what I mean? So I think for me, um, I'm not really angsty on what the diagnosis is. It's a little more of an angst. I I guess you could say what the team and his decision would be going forward. If he's just like, 
F it. I'm going to, I'll be the DH. Let's go out and, you know, I mean, I, I would much prefer Schwarber to be the DH, but I mean, I, they, he was fine enough in the outfield for me to be like, all right, what's, what is what it is. Um, yeah, and, and I, and know. I agree, uh, Jason, I'm sorry to, to bump in here real quick, but I just had it to say it personally. I, I think the Phillies, I, I don't want to act like I know what they're thinking because we don't, but if he needs like the brace surgery, which is what, um, Reese Hoskins had a couple, uh, was it last year, Jay? Um, yeah, I think so. He missed, I, I he, he, you know, I think he missed three to four months, uh, and he got to play pretty much the whole season. Uh, so I mean, that would be, I guess, I mean, best case scenario is he doesn't need surgery, but I just mm-hmm. don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I'm just gonna, I think it's early enough in the offseason, though. That's I, to a, me, I'd much rather them instead of like go get it done, get it over with. So, you know, you know, it's healed, you know, it's good. I think yeah. they should. Yeah. To me, that's always the route. If it's something, you know, you hope it's nothing more more significant than what they're what they think. Right. But I, I do think you go in. It's early playoffs. Just got over two, three weeks out now. Go in, get it done. A give week. him even if he misses. <laughs> even as yeah, even if it's you know six months, you get him back mid. As well, I feel like you get him back by mid season. This team uh, with the additions we're hoping they make, um, and they saw you saw what they did this year with without him for uh, yeah. a good stretch of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not so as worried in the beginning of the season. I know they say you can, you know, you're not going to win the division, but you could definitely lose a division early on. Yeah. Um, but this team showed, you know, showed the resilience because I, I don't want, I don't want as much as it is. I, I think I agree kind of, um, you, I don't want to see Castellanos and Schwarber playing outfield every day. I'd rather much yeah. rather like Dean said, have Schwarber DH in for this team. Uh, yeah. Cause he, that's what he's built for. He's not, he's mm-hmm. not much of an outfielder. Um, <laughs> Neither is Castellanos for that factor. So taking getting one of them out of there uh, is is a huge help. Um, so I say, regardless, you know, go get it done, get it over with, you know, move on the next season, get 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 your rehab in, do what you got to do to to be 100% next season to come in and and be uh, the everyday right fielder. Yeah, yeah. If I, he, Chris, not just to to jump in real sure. fast. Yeah. What like like Jay was saying, like if he's gonna have to get surgery, regardless which one it is. Just literally do it Tuesday. Like, I, I, don't, that's, don't yeah. even wait. Get it done like ASAP because you're primed for another World Series run. I mean, you yeah. made the World Series with 87 wins this year. Mm-hmm. You're gonna. It really looks like we're gonna get one of those four shortstops. It's probably yeah. gonna be either Turner or, or, or Xander. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're priming yourself to potentially go for the division and make another run at the World Series. Just it's got to get done like ASAP. None of this. I know some people are like, oh, I'll get after Christmas. No, you get it done ASAP. Yeah. So by like the beginning of the year, you can start rehab. And yeah. maybe we only miss, you know, the first two months of the season, which you might have been cold for anyway. A lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of players, it takes about two months. So, yeah. Uh, so my, my assumption would be one, if he needs the surgery, whether it's a, a full blown uh, UCL repair or a brace surgery, Wednesday morning, get under the yeah. knife. Get it done. Yeah. Uh, get it started as soon as possible. Uh, and like, if you do three months, I mean, heck, I mean, automatically, I don't even know why he agreed to play for the World Baseball Classic because he's not playing. I kind of um, that kind of bugged me. When, yeah, sorry to tell everybody, that, he's not yeah. going to play. <laughs> I saw that and was just like, <laughs> yeah, he's. Like, I mean, it, it, it's cool and all that he accepted the invite and he wants to play, but he ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, I think the World Cup, man. Like your priorities lie with the Phillies. Exactly. I love the World Baseball Classic. Me too. Yeah. It's it's not on the level of like something like the World Cup is. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You don't play your whole life to play for the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Um, You guys are disrespecting the World Baseball Classic right now. I love it. it, But guess what? I love the Phillies a lot more than I love the World Baseball Classic. (laughs) I say say the same thing about Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a Tom Brady Giselle fan. I'm a Buccaneers fan. So (laughs) whatever he's got going on, I don't care what's happening. So, but for me personally, I really don't want to go any longer than a month without having Bryce Harper on the lineup. I would, I mean, if he's going to miss any time, then I only want him to miss April and be ready by May 1st. Um, Like one of those things. So, but I still am very optimistic. Um, Just seeing how he played into the playoffs. uh, I mean, he said he felt really good. Um, I just, I feel like it's going to be another Reese Hoskins situation where he's not going to need a full blown UCL um, nice. repair. Like what, D, what happened with DD Gregorius? I don't think it's going to be anything like that. Um, and look, I can be completely wrong. Cause again, I know nothing, but I'm just optimistic that, you know, Bryce takes really good care of his body. I'm sure he was going through a lot of PT throughout the season on that elbow. Um, I'd like to think too, if it was something super significant, that's something the Phillies, you know, with how, how long he signed for um, you, you, not throw away the season, but you you shut him down and you get that surgery Absolutely right away. Agree. It, to me, if it's something significant where yeah. he needs something mm. big time, like you said, that's where my concern is not as heavy on what yeah. the outcome will be, just because they with as high profile 13 years, you're not, you know, you're not going one year. And when he got hurt, they weren't even expected to make playoffs. Exactly. So to me, it's that's you know, a good point. You get, you, yeah. yeah. So they would to me, have they're hopeful internally. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what they're, they, yeah. their mm-hmm. belief is too. And I'm sure they've checked up on it and kind of, you know, kept an eye on it to make sure nothing's getting worse or anything like that. Any structural damage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's move on to our next segment. Uh, let's talk about uh, the report about Xander Bogarts. Like, look, guys, we've been talking for a few weeks. Um, I'll talk about guys and gals that are listening to this not you guys because obviously we know uh but we've been talking so many times that look this whole off season is centered around um the big four shortstop free agents uh the report that's been coming out lately is that trey turner is highly uh interested in being a philly and that the phillies are highly interested in uh trey turner's um you know for trey turner to be a philly However, we also spoke so many times that if it wasn't going to be Trey, we would love to have a guy like Xander Bogarts. Um, And that, to me, he was more of a realistic shot because of Dombrowski being the head of baseball operations, being the guy that drafted uh, and scouted uh, Xander Bogarts in Boston. Um, Look, I don't mind if that ends up being the guy that comes here because we talked about this over text. You're signing Xander Bogarts. You're getting just as good, if not like a notch below a Trey Turner as a player. And you're probably signing him for a lot less money, uh, which means that opens up more avenues to go grab, you know, better starting pitching, better um, bullpen arms. Um, What's your guys' thoughts on on that? I'm 100% okay with either. Like I said, I think we've all discussed it, Trey, and I think we even had the the talk, like where we rank our guys. Um, Trey to me is number one because 
He is your he's, you know, the best leadoff hitter probably in baseball right now, just in terms of pure leadoff guy who's going to steal bases, get you 20 plus home runs, can drive in runs. But like you said, Xander is going to be a guy that's going to be a little bit cheaper, most likely. Um, he, he doesn't he's not going to give you the steals. He's not going to give you the home runs, but he's a guy that's going to get on base. He knows how to hit professional ball player. Um, so I'm, I'm not as you know, and if that helps us sign some of those other free agents, like some of the pitching. Um, it's just, it, uh, frees up a little more, more cap room for, for some of those other guys. Um, he's not my number one choice, mm-hmm. but he is one B I think. Absolutely. It's one A and one B. So it's, <clears throat> those are the two guys you're looking at regardless. Mm-hmm. I, he, I completely agree. Honestly. Yeah. I was looking at Bogarts as number one anyway, because I think Turner is going to be a ridiculous amount of money. I would yeah. love him here in Philly. And if they sign him awesome, I'm yeah. not going to be like, damn, they overpaid for that guy. But like, it, realistically we need pitching too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I that, I think that was clear as day in the World Series. We we pretty much just got outpitched. That's basically what it was. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because Noel sucks. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like we we need pitching too. So like we can't expect to go out there and outslug everybody again next year. Right. We need to at least get like that another one other starter. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um. And then, <laughs> you know, another of another bullpen guy, you know, at least one of each, you know, so I'm totally fine with, with, with Xander Bogart. And we, and we kind of spoke with. about this a couple of times also, you know, behind <clears> the scenes <throat> on, on our group thread that when we go going into this offseason, we knew obviously our number one guy that we would love to have would be Trey Turner. I mean, mm-hmm. what team in the league right now wouldn't want a Trey Turner, right? So, but in our heads, we knew. Who runs baseball operations? Dom Dombrowski. Who did Dave, who's he come Dave, from? Dave Dombrowski. I'm sorry, Dave. I don't I had Dombrowski in my head. Dave Dombrowski <laughs> ran Boston and Xander was a big part of his regime. So yeah. we thought right away, geez, I mean, Trey Turner might, you know, that's gonna be a big, 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 big time money deal there. I realistically, I think we all assumed that the most logical landing spot for Xander Bogarts would have been Philadelphia. If it's not Boston, but it's Philly. I know. I know. We are. We are all thinking that kind of. We've all had that discussion. And how much of it, though, on Dombrowski, is it kind of, hey, you know, we don't need you. Like I know Trey. You know, the rumors Trey wants to come here. We want Trey. Yeah. How much of it is a play? Like, listen, we don't really need you. Yeah. So you know, bring it down a little bit if you want to come here. That's but, a good point. On the other side of that is Trey. Like what Trey's going to get the contract. So is yes. that is that is it? Could it be that? And would that be a bit terrible play by Dombrowski, knowing that Trey's going to get paid? But you know, your fallback is still Xander, still a top notch. Yeah. So it's not like it's a big deal. But yeah, how could that be playing into any of this? You think that's a, that's a great point. I mean, and that all boils down to how bad does Trey really want to be here? Yeah. I mean, his wife lives locally in Jersey. Uh, he has, you know, Trey Turner has been open that he wants to be back on the East Coast. It's very notable that he's great friends with Bryce Harper. Mm. Well, I mean, all of that is a lot of leverage on the Philly side. Um, but at the end of the day, and, you know, Todd Zalecki wrote this uh, in his mailbag for the Phillies.com uh, today saying most of the time, 98% of the time, the the free agent player will go to the best deal. Um, yeah. You know, Trey Turner is not going to come here and leave $30 million on the table because he wants to come to Philadelphia. No, he's, you know, this is his last probably contract. He's 30. Mm-hmm. He's going to be 30. 
You know, he wants oh, that seven, eight year deal. So it's and Bogarts is going to be a lot cheaper because he made, he was he was on a, he was on twenty million a year coming off with Boston, and I mean he's not going to command close to forty like Turner. Is. Oh no, he'll get twenty five. Yeah. I think yeah. he might get twenty five for maybe, sure. Maybe you know, I see a lot seven, of them but... around thirty. I think all four of those guys are going to be around thirty. If the, but, whoever, uh, I now, feel bad for whoever pays Dansby thirty a year. Turner's going to get a ridiculous. Oh, Turner's going to get probably yeah, 30, the 35. All of them. I mean, there, I've yeah, heard, yeah. I've heard there's also a possibility that the Yankees might go after him too. If they, especially if they lose judge. Yeah. Um, which I still don't think. Well, they want happen, Verlander. But... So there's 35. Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless, whoever the Phillies get there, there's your leadoff hitter and your shortstop. So I'm happy with either to be yeah. honest. Um, I want Trey because I think he's way more of an impact player offensively, mm. but I, you, if he goes somewhere else and it's announced that the Phillies have a long-term deal with Xander, I will still be jumping okay. out of my shoes. Happy. Yeah, that's uh, the I mean, only he, way you let him go somewhere else. The though. only possible if you have to have only, a deal yes. in place with yep. Xander, knowing Xander has to me, be. That's the only way. The other text thread under Trey. So this is so an agreement think, there. So my question is: Do you think they just go after Xander straight up? Do they even bother with Trey, knowing that Trey is probably going to command a ridiculous amount of money? To where they might be like, listen, we can get Xander Bogarts right now for $25 million a year. I don't think that's – I know. I think no. they're 100%. They know with that offense they have to do something. Yeah. And mm. the, the big guy getting, I think, Trey at the top of that lineup, really with what they – even just what they had now is as bad as Cassianos was, <clears> as bad <throat> as guys played down the stretch, mm. um, and especially in that World Series. I think Trey puts that piece together and it moves mm-hmm. like we talked about. It gets Schwarber, either one of them gets Schwarber down, but now you have a guy that lead off steel bases. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that can hit, do your hit and runs now. And you move 49 home runs down to four or five. Now you're at 130 RBIs instead of what, 90? 94. Yeah. So it's to me, I think they want Trey regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they know. Well, but but my, know question is, that. my question is if, let's say, like, I, we'll say the Dodgers because I, I think I'm sure the Dodgers are going to make a play for him. Yeah. Um, because they'd be foolish to just let him walk. And mm-hmm. let's say uh, the Mets. I know they they got a Lindor, ooh, but there is Lindor. a but there's been discussions of of Trey Turner playing second base. Yeah. So let let's say the Mets go after him, and those two teams both offer him like thirty nine and forty million dollars. Are you are we as the Phillies? I mean, no, listen. Steve, I'm not. Steve Cohen is Steve Cohen is going to throw dumb money around. Like yeah. we thought, we thought Middleton was going to be like oh, stupid money. Uh, Cohen's going to be like the dumbest money. You know what I mean? Yes. He's going to yeah. he's, he's going to overpay everybody because he's he's so desperate to win a World Series. So like I, they're they're coming in at you know well, okay we'll say thirty five to forty million, which is what I think Turner is probably going to garner. If it's a and five year we, deal. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm that's okay right. with that's more right. money for a shorter deal. If it's if it's like an eight year, forty million, mm. then I'm probably out on him. And I go well, after Turner's Zander. probably going to get. He's probably going. I think he's going to get a long term deal with probably an opt out halfway. Through. So the projected deal, um, I mean, what I predict and what I just saw today is the projections is pretty close. So a lot of people believe Trey will set the shortstop market at mm. around seven to eight years. Between 240 and 255 million. Oh. Correa is going to finish just a smidge under that. Mm. And then it's going to be Xander, probably around the 170. What one, did Seeger get last year? Oh my 10 God. 10 for 300, something like 325. that. 325. Was it 325? Yeah. 
It was, <clears throat> it was dumb. It was a dumb. It, God, Texas. Yeah. You got a guy who can't even hit a fucking breaking ball. <laughs> yeah. You know um, what I mean? So the, dude, the dude can't hit an inside breaking ball to save his life, and he got $340 million. Right. So we're saying Trey Turner. At Great the, player, but taking it from a Dodgers fan, that was the most frustrating thing in the world was watching him just <laughs> try to hit something that was off the ground because yeah. he couldn't, can't, can't read a breaking ball inside. So let's just say the projections pan out and Trey's what I said was eight years, two forty. That's mm. thirty million a year. I'm okay. One, I'd be okay with like, that. I'm, I'm okay all with that. in at thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. a year for eight well, years eight, because yeah. that's going to end up being a great deal with the way and baseball is going. Yeah, in yeah. three, four years. I just think I think deal. he's going to get more. Like I said, I think because mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers know that they have to try to bring him back, like legitimately try to bring him back. And then if you've got a team like the Mets, or hypothetically, like I said, if the Yankees lose Judge. They're going to try to have to make a big splash too, because yeah. that's a huge cog of their offense. That they're going to lose, so they those guys might come in at you know 37, 38, 39, 40. Then you got to be out. Just, just to be, yeah, that's to be what out. I'm saying. Like, like I think that's I think anything over like 35 for Turner, you just like you One know what? Eight we're, year, we're, yeah. we're signing. We're signing Xander. We, I would we go to Xander for Xander. six years at about 24 <laughs> to 27 million a year, and then I would go try to get Radon immediately. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. If, if, I think Radon actually should be your number one target. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, they could do pitching. both at the same time. Who cares? At the, I mean, they they could and they should. Yeah. Um. Like, is would I be pissed if we lost out on one of these four big sh- shortstops? Absolutely. Yeah. Furious. But I I know, huh? Furious. Oh, I'd be I'd, furious. I'd, I'd be furious. But if we went out and signed like Rodon and maybe like another pitcher, and then all of a sudden we were like, hey, you know what? We'll bring Gene back on a one year deal. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because you've upgraded the worst if, part of your team. Which if was we're not pitcher. getting one of those shortstops, yeah, there's a big problem. I want Verlander oh, sure. or DeGrom. I agree. Okay, that's, 100%. that's the only reason I mean, I'm yeah, okay yeah. with not getting one of them if Verlander or DeGrom come to Philly. Outside that's a of good that, point. They, that's a great point. They, they could get DeGrom. You never know. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but we're I, not going to get Kershaw. I, but I think the market, if you substantially upgrade your pitching and then you're just like, ah, shit, we lost out on these two because let's just say they, they're priced out. Like they're, Teams are just like ridiculously paying for the yeah. shortstops. I like I'm okay with bringing Gene back on a one year deal for like seventy million dollars. Like, and oh, then you yeah. let him walk next I'm year, okay. and then yeah. you figure it out. You know, what I mean, fine. as long as you, if you massively improved your staff. pitching staff, that's mm-hmm. what matters to me the most because I've been harping yeah. on that for five. Look, years. if it if comes you, out that that they get Verlander to Grom and they have to sign ooh. Segura, I'm okay. I'm okay. I would, <laughs> I, I'm I would. I would take. I would take. Freddie Galvis with Verlander in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with those. Yeah. Guys. Um, look, I, I think the, I think the I think the market will start with Turner. Once Turner goes, or once people have an inkling where he's definitely going, then then the dominoes will start to fall. Yeah. I think the question um, is what's it what's inside Dombrowski's head? That's does the he thing. does he want to go after Turner regardless of what I think Bryce is in his head. Because I I think Bryce yep. is like right there going yeah. listen, yeah, dude, for we're, sure. I'm not getting any older. I'm in the prime of my career. These guys are in the prime of their career. Some of these guys have a ring already. Like we got to go for but it. But I think Bryce. But it. I think <clears throat> Bryce will be understanding in terms of if they, sure. if if Dabrowski says Bryce, you know, he wants thirty-eight million dollars a year. If he was sure. twenty-seven, yeah. I don't care. Give him forty million a year. Yeah, but he's going to be thirty, yeah. and and then Bryce. I'm sure Bryce is a smart enough guy where Dombrowski say, look, you know. We can't give him well, thirty-eight, but we can go get a number, a top two starter, and a and a top-notch shortstop for on the less flip money. side of that, though, Chris. 
I'm Bryce. I took less money so we could do this. Yeah. Like now, I'm yeah, not saying you can't pay everyone. But you look at it. I, I'm willing yeah, no. to give on. If I'm Bryce, I'm you know. Am I willing to say, listen here? You know, I signed a lot less deal. A year. I'm a, I'm only making 28 a year. Yeah. I should be at 30. I could have been 35 to 40 if I signed yeah. anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give. We need him. He's yeah. the guy. He's our missing. Now he could do. I don't. I'm not saying he will. But Bryce, looking at it that way, I took less so we could – this is the type of signing we need. Mm -hmm. I could see him mm -hmm. doing that. Look, I think if Dombrowski goes to Bryce and Bryce emphatically says, this uh, this is who we need right now, I think the, the organization goes, all right, we'll do it. Let's do it. So, and, and I think that can absolutely happen. And – to be honest, that's what I'm hoping happens. Sure. <laughs> um, look, it's not my I mean, money. It, it so. could be. Yeah. Well, yeah. As long, it's I only care about the money as long as you have money left over right. to address the other areas. Right. Again, and I'm with like you. The, I'm with you, Dean. 2019, if, we signed Bryce Harper. We traded for JT. We brought in Kutch, and we were rolling out Vinny. Zach uh, Wheeler. Uh, Zach Wheeler. Well, yeah, we signed Zach Wheeler, but yeah. then we're rolling out Velasquez and Eflin Ugh. and um, God, who was the other pitcher we kept trotting out? Um, I don't know. Some, somebody was garbage, you know, also Matt Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew Smiley. It's Drew just Smiley. like, okay, you're, you're, you're the outside of your, your, your kick cars, which you are the outside of your car looks like a, a Lamborghini, but it's on the, the body of a Honda Civic, you know, or <laughs> the engine. Of, I mean, nothing is Honda Civics, but I'm saying like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, but I agree with you though. In the sense of, okay, look, he goes and gets Trey Turner, but Dombrowski can be the kind of guy. And look, and I understand, you know, what Dave has to look out for the future of the franchise more so than right now, in, in a sense. What do you do if you're Bryce and Dombrowski says to you, all right, we can go get and give Trey Turner this 37 to $40 million a year, but Bryce, that's probably really going to hinder where we go from a staff perspective in terms of rotation, what then what do you do? I mean, I'm he, not as upset though. Cause to me, if I'm Bryce, you're bringing one of the kids up. You have to, but I, I think, think they, I think painter is up by May. Yeah. So to me, if, if Dombrowski so you need to make a splash dead, attention though, for sure. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't just rely on these guys yeah. though. Yeah. That's I'm fine. Not, bring them, bring them up, but you still got to sign somebody else in, in, in the free agency. I agree. You, you can get it. a back end starter, maybe not Rondon. Like Syndergaard? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you'd be on my team. <laughs> but to me, like, if he's at the at the correct price, sure, bring him up, bring the kids up, and see what they have. To me, I'm I'm willing to overpay for Turner if mm. if Dombrowski truly believes in Painter and 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 the kids down there, the, the guys he said I'm not trading because these are our future pitchers. Yeah. If he mm. believes in them that much where I'm not going to make that deal at the deadline, when at that point they were in contention, yeah. they were already had the wild card seed to say, listen, these are our guys. Mm -hmm. I'm okay giving Turner a little bit extra, believing in Dombrowski building for the future Ooh. of this franchise. I agree. So, so I got a question. Um, if, well, if I can remember it. <laughs> Never mind. All right. I, well, I if it comes it. back I to you, it. good question. Yeah, I lost it. Wow. That's, <laughs> all right. There it is, everybody. Welcome. There it is. All right. We'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, 
we're going to wrap up this this little part here. That was fun. God, I, I love that. Um, so much is going to happen in the next month. It's going to be exciting. Um, but by the way, to answer the couple of questions I had on Twitter um, is, do I expect a lot of the same questions where do I expect this kind of stuff to go quick in terms of will there be signings out of nowhere? Um, <laughs> the answer is no. Usually right about now, you get a lot of who gauges the interest and you probably won't see these kind of deals happening until after the winter meetings or during the winter mm. meetings. Um, because usually right about now, these top notch free agents, they want to go through, you know, the holidays, stuff like that. And then they'll make their decisions. Um, mm. Plus it gives these kind of teams like the Phillies or whoever's going to be offering this kind of money. It gives them a lot of time to, to navigate what they, their plans are. Um, it's very mm. rare that you see massive free agent signings, you know, in November. Um, so this might be a, this might take a little bit longer. It's not going to be like Bryce where he signs in the end of February. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like that. Baseball is really kind of Bryce. That whole Bryce Machado situation kind of forced the hand of Major League Baseball to say, hey, let's not get these things done a little bit quicker here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see uh, how that goes. But, yeah, uh, don't expect like a, a Turner or a Bogart signing, you know, within the next few weeks. It's just not going to yeah. happen. What was your uh, question, Dean? It wasn't a question, but it was kind of more of a statement. I was thinking, like, you know, this this could be another Bryce situation with Turner, where I don't think the Phillies had the best deal on the table for Bryce. I think it was the Dodgers. They just didn't want to give him the years, but he would have been making more money a year with the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. I think it was like eight for like thirty two, like thirty two hundred, so like three hundred twenty million. I think it was somewhere around there. Like he would have been like ridiculously overpaid. Not yeah. overpaid, but I know the San Francisco did, offered him like offered two like years at fifty million like a year. Yeah, yeah, and then but he but he wanted the years. That was right. what he wanted about That's the contract. Wanted. So so maybe we don't give exactly what Turner wants monetarily, but we're close. And maybe we give him a few extra years to where he's like, Oh, you know what? I'll just play the rest of my career in Philly, like like Bryce decided to do. Um yeah, because because I believe I do believe the Giants and the Dodgers were offering him like way more money than and he turned down basically the same deal with the Nationals, yeah, which was I think a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal. And he basically like, the no. same thing. Well, what did they yeah. offer um, the idiot Soto? What was it like ten years, four <laughs> hundred? Thing, yeah, something, like, something that, like that. Yeah, and he, and turned, he turned it down. It down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I guess people just don't want to play in Washington. Well, don't worry, Washington. You'll you'll be better off for it one day. Um, all right. <laughs> um, one, the San Francisco Giants are probably about to spend a buco bucks this offseason. I'm like, they're, I mean. They're going to spend probably close to forty million a year on Judge. They're, you think they're, they're going to get Judge? Yeah, I, I think they are. I think that's where he goes. And I think, and I hate to say this, I think Radon stays in San Francisco too. Um, I think they're going to overpay hey, for him. It's all right. We can bring back, uh, bring back uh, old Thor. <laughs> um, all right. We're gonna get I just to, the, want him to come back now to piss off Jay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. Uh, they still would be upset. <laughs> if I got to live with Nola, you got to live with Syndergaard. <laughs> God, I am sometimes here and that. I'd rather not live at all. Uh, all right. All right. We're going to get to the final segment here. We're going to give out our yearly awards. Uh, this segment and this entire show is brought to you guys by SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now. You get $20, $20 off your very first SeatGeek purchase with our code on the bump, all one word, seekgeek.com. 
if you want to go head to a Flyers game right now, watch them lose again, or if you want to go to a Sixers game and who knows what the hell you're going to get, head over to SeatGeek.com, use our code on the bump, and you guys get $20 off your first ticket purchase. All right, here we go, boys. Uh, the Major League Baseball awards will be handed out, I believe, was it this weekend, Jay? Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Perfect timing. All right. We'll uh, we'll start from – we'll go with the manager of the year, and then we'll go all the way up to the NL and AL MVPs. Uh, let's start – uh, Jay, who is your American League Manager of the Year? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, the guy at Seattle, Scott Manager, Service. Like, yeah, to me, uh, you know, was it twenty plus years? Twenty-one years. Wow, yeah. Finally, uh, you know, he didn't win a division. They didn't really. But to me, like that, you know, what he did with that team. When you look at that team in totality, I don't know if they are as good as the record says they are. I agree. Um, so he had that definitely had them playing great ball. Um, you know, I was, I was able to watch him a few times this year and mm-hmm. they look like a team that just never quit. And mm-hmm. I think that's a testament to him, especially with like we said about the Phillies, that franchise. So to me, it's, he's got to, he definitely takes it home for me for the American league. Yeah. I'm going to go with Scott service too. It was close. Um, it was either him or why do I forget? I just lost the name of the guy in Baltimore. I don't know why I just forgot his name. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, I'm going to go with the with Scott Service. I mean, that's back-to-back 90-win seasons with the Mariners. This year broke the 90, the 21-year drought to get into the playoffs. They won the first round. They beat Toronto. Um, you know, I just feel like that's that's hard to do, man, in a team that's in a franchise that are just complete and utter losers. I mean, they just – they've never really – they've never won a thing. So, um, to get, you know, back-to-back 90-win seasons um, – and then to get into the playoffs and break a 21-year drought for a franchise, I mean, yeah, you deserve a lot of praise there. So I'm going to go with Scott Service. Dean? Uh, it pains me to say this, but I respect them a lot. I'm going to go Dusty Baker. Mm. I mean, they were the best team in the American League, almost unbeatable. They went undefeated until mm-hmm. us in the playoffs. They won the World Series. It Can't go wrong with it, man. It's just I, – I just feel like – you know, I, I listen. I have a lot of respect for Dusty. I hate the, the Astros, You inherited I, such a great team. Yeah, but you got to keep them going, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have that they, they love. I could have managed, managed that though. team to a to a World Series, guys. He didn't. Yeah, he, that yeah. team is not the same team he inherited, though. Okay. I mean, I I get the <laughs> argument. I get the argument. You know, because I make that argument that they're cheaters, but there is. Well, I mean, I guess Verlander leaves. There's only four people from that 17 team there, so. I don't want to give him too much credit, but like, come on, you got the very best record in the American League, second best in baseball, and you were undefeated until the World Series, and yeah. you know you just you stifled the Phillies, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's, it's his first just, championship, so congrats to him on that one. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, National League Manager of the Year, Jay. We'll just go in order here, like we just did. How about you? So I'm taking out uh, Topper. I, I think to me, he he deserves recognition. He should definitely be in the conversation for what he did for the second half of that team or second half of the season, basically once he took over. Um, but I'm going to take him out. I'm going to go to me. It's got to be, um, I think Dave Roberts, I don't know if he's up for it, but to me, yes. be, you know, best team in baseball. Um, you know, I could see giving it to Snicker with the, with the comeback mm-hmm. they had, uh, but I definitely, to me, I go Dave Roberts. I, he's, he's my guy. All right, I'm going Rob Thompson. You know, he managed 113 games 
um, you know, uh, had an incredible playoff run. He had this team that didn't have uh, Castellanos for a little bit, didn't have, you know, the top three best player in the world for over 50 games. And he still managed to go, what is it, like 62 and 46 in the back mm-hmm. end there, 67 and 46. Um, yeah, and like, dude, I mean, that's, if he's your manager, the whole, he took a team that was 22 and 29 of the World Series. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's a shame that he's not even nominated for manager of the year. Um, yeah. I don't know what, I, is there a minimum number of games you have to manage, like 125 maybe? Because I know baseball, sure. you need so many innings too. Like, what's his name? Right. Uh, Ranger couldn't win the gold glove because innings missed. So I'm assuming it's right. got to be some some with games missed, and that's why he's not in there. Yeah, that's probably it. But I'm gonna go Topper. You know, this is this is our show, so I don't. There's no, you know, I don't care what the what yeah. what Major League Baseball puts up there. I think Rob Thompson is hands down the manager of the year in the National League. I might even make him the manager of the year in, in all of baseball for what he was able to accomplish. I mean, you you tell me in May if. That Bryce Harper is going to miss 52 games. You're changing your manager, uh, Chris, uh, and you guys are going to end up in the World Series and get within two wins of winning the whole damn thing. And I would be like, "All right, cool. This isn't MLB the show. Like this isn't this isn't how things work." <laughs> I would have, you know, come on. I mean, that's he he is the man. And look, as much as I we ripped him for how he handled the lineup and in the, the pitching staff, mm. still got them to that point. Yeah. Uh, who knows what their record could have been if he was their manager from the start. It could have been a 95-win team. I still think they were a 95-win team if they had a full lineup in there. Um, so uh, my manager of the year for the National <clears throat> League and all of baseball is Topper. Uh, you can call me bias all you want, but the, you know there's a lot of things that back up that argument for anybody who wants to say him. Um, but uh, how about you, Dean? Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a – well, I would sound like a homer if I chose Thompson – or Roberts, but I'm going to go with Thompson because I think what he did was more impressive than any other manager in the National League. Um, I mean, listen, I, I'm a big Dave Roberts supporter, but you can't be have the best record in baseball when you're division by like 24 games and get knocked down in the divisional round by a much inferior team like the okay. Padres. It just mm-hmm. can't happen. That And then get awarded manager of the year. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that is just like, sorry, dude. Rob Thompson, like Chris, you just said, he comes in June 1st, seven games under 500. I think they were fourth in the division at the time. I think that I think the Marlins were above us at that point. And, you know, I mean, obviously we finished third, but we were playing 100-win baseball statistically for that whole season under him. And we were undefeated at home until the World Series. You know, we knocked out the division winners in – the Braves who knocked out the Padres who suck, but they knocked out the Dodgers, you know, who were the favorites to win the world series this year. If not the Braves, it was the Dodgers. People were picking to win the world series. And then we took the Houston Astros who are arguably the blueprint of major league baseball at the moment to six games. And we had no business being in the world series. And we took that. We went to six games. Um, yeah. He might've choked a little bit. I mean, I was more probably a team effort in, in the world series. If I choked a little bit, you're up two one, you're, should at least go seven games, you know, but it's, I think that's, I think what he was able to do with this team in what a hundred games of baseball, whatever it was, you know, it's, it was, it was, it's, 
it's like unprecedented to to do that. You know, yeah, it's one thing you fire your manager, you might make the playoffs. The dude went to the World Series. You know what I mean? And he didn't get swept. You know, so I, I give it to him. I mean, just his his he completely changed the way the team performed and their their um like demeanor and all that stuff. They're a yeah. completely different team under him. And, and I, I, I give it to him. Yeah. I mean, if, listen, if, if the Dodgers had made the world series, I would have given it to Dave Roberts, but you, like I said, you can't win 114 games and bow out in the divisional round to a, a much inferior team, a, a team you finished like 30 games above in the division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that just can't happen. I'm sorry. I agree. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's go to uh, American league rookie of the year. I got to go Julio Rodriguez. Um, look, I mean, the guy 21 years old, he just signed, which what could be the longest and most lucrative contract in American sports history in terms of guarantees. Um, he also is the youngest player, first ever player in his debut season to, uh, become a 2020 player. He actually ended up being a 2020, uh, uh, over a 25, 25 player. He missed 30 games. Exactly. So he definitely would have been a 30, 30 guy in his rookie year. Um, I mean, you're you're looking at a real, real special five-tool player here uh, that we haven't seen probably since Trout first came into the league. Um, obviously, the stolen bases will most likely go down. I mean, the guy's 6'3", 230, so I doubt, you know, playing center field, they're going to want him stealing a lot of bases. But look, you know, everyone knows I, I, I love the Mariners, but as a baseball fan, you know, that's a special dude out there. Um so, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Julio Rodriguez uh, as my rookie of the year. Jay? I think you're a homer for that pick. <laughs> but I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, what he did this year was special. I think it was such a great season. And when the kid's 21, right, mm-hmm. he uh, he looks amazing. He had he looks the part. He acts the part. He he is the part. So, yeah. to me, uh, it's, it, it's things because this year I think a lot of these awards are pretty much clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this one's clear cut as well. I, I don't think anybody um, with all the hype that, you know, Rushman had coming up and I know that Quan kid played real I, to me. It's yeah, it's hands down Julio. Yeah. And, you know, and we've talked about this before, how major league baseball might be the worst of the big four sports to promoting their stars. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of dude that major league baseball has to really start promoting. Um, you know, Trout's a very easygoing, quiet dude. So it's kind of hard to, outlandishly promote the guy other than saying, look, you're watching one of the greatest to ever play the game. You just got to watch him. Julio is a kind of guy where you want to stick in front of a camera everywhere because of his personality. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think he's just a, a, a special player that they got to really um, start promoting. And, you know, hopefully he stays healthy. That's always the case. Um, and like I said, I truly believe you're looking at a possible next Ken Griffey Jr. type player. Um, so we'll see. Dean, how about you? Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think far and away. And I think he is the favorite to win it as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he's won. And like I said, he just won a silver slugger. Uh, he's won every like, you know, Baseball America's rookie of the year. Um, you know, all those ones. So, yeah, he's a clear cut favorite, like Jay said, though. All right. Uh, National League rookie of the year. I'm going to go with Michael Harris from Atlanta. Um, I know that's probably who's not going to win. I think the other Atlanta brave is probably going to win in free Strider. Uh, Strider. I'm sorry. Um, mm. Yeah. I think Strider's probably going to take that. Um, but man, I think Michael Harris as a center fielder, 
Oh my gosh. I think he's a real special player. Um, you know, he had, he only played 114 games had 123 hits. He had 30 doubles in 114 games, 19 homers, 65 ribbies, 20 stolen bases. He just missed being a 2020 guy. You know, he hit 300, a 340 uh, on base percentage. Oh man. If you have him for 160 game, 150 games, I mean, that's, that's some pretty ugly stats in a good way mm-hmm. that he would have put up. I think he's a real special player. Um, so, yeah, I, he probably isn't going to win, but I'm still going to go uh, Michael Harris the second uh, as my National League Rookie of the Year. Jay? Uh, to me, I think Strider missing the end of the season really hurts. Um, but I, to me, it was Strider. Watching him all year, a whip under one, a 2.6 ERA, over 200 strikeouts. Um, and I, I don't – he didn't really – he only had 131 innings, so 202 strikeouts and a and 130 innings is uh, quite impressive. Uh, to me, to me, it's Strider. I think this one um, is one of the closer ones. I don't think it's as clear cut. I think a lot of people look at the everyday player and give it to him, but to me, I'm I'm definitely going Strider. I'm too. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's, I think so it's more of a rarity when a pitcher comes up and dominant. Like, yeah, pitches like a big league pitcher. It's you know you see a lot of times like, like a guy like Reese Hoskins. He came up and set the world on fire in those last two months of the season. You know, it's a little bit easier when you're a hitter because you're just – I don't want to say that because baseball is one of the hardest sports to play, but it's its a lot more rare for a pitcher to come up and post a, like a sub three like – well under three ERA. He had a very good winning percentage. You know, he had, like you know, Jay said, either close to where he had 200 strikeouts. And I think he only pitched a little over 100 innings this year. Yeah. So, like, he – for a rookie pitcher to come up and – that's like – that's like borderline close. Like that, that, that's like Kershaw levels of good. And he wasn't even that good as a rookie because all he had was his fastball. He developed that curve later and, you know, the slider later and stuff like that. So um, I th- I'm, I would give it to Spencer Strider. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just I, – I have like this – it's not weird because a lot of people have this thing. I'm just a big proponent of guys that play every day. So, I mean, that's why for my rookie of the year, I, I usually go with players that play every day, non-pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think, man, Strider might be the one that that breaks that one for me because God, he was, he. I mean, God, he was so good that they automatically locked him up, and that yeah. was. I mean, that that's a theme for the Braves. But still, to lock up a young pitcher like that, knowing that you're probably a couple years away from a Tommy John surgery anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's how good the guy is. Um, so yeah, he he's a stud. Um, Al Cy Young. Um, I mean. I'm, is it anybody but Justin Verlander? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's no, just I, like, come on, a sub two ERA. Um, he was just, I, I don't understand it. Like, yes, I love Justin Verlander in the playoffs. I mean, when you play against him, he hasn't pitched in two years. So he hasn't pitched in two years. Come and he, and he and comes he came back. back and dominated. Yeah, he threw 175 innings, a 175 uh, ERA, 185 strikeouts. Like, God. He only had 29 walks the entire season. So it's like he gets to to go home to Kate Upton when he's done doing that to everybody. It's amazing. What what, what does that have to do with how he pitches? Because he deserves the award. He does. If I had her at home, I would not be focused on pitching. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's why he deserves it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, Is that your pick too, Jay? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, that's, that's like Jay said, a lot of these awards are kind of you know, right there and just kind of obvious. Um, all right. My NL Cy Young is Sandy Alcantara. And look, and uh, from uh, Miami, 
I'm I'm a big fan of Julio uh, out in L.A. I really am. I Curious. think he's a um, yeah, Urias. I, I love the guy, but man, Alcantara, dude, like he had 228 innings this season. Um, he was 14 and nine. I mean, you play with Miami, so wins don't mean anything. With a two <laughs> two ERA, he had a WHIP under one, um, and he had a, a WAR of over eight. Like that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, Urias, you know, may have recorded the lowest ERA in the National League, not by much, but Alcantara pitched 53 more innings. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you talk about using up a starting pitcher, um, you know, by pitching deeper into the games, Alcantara gave his team like the rough equivalent of like nine more starts than Urias gave the Dodgers. Um, you know, and we're in an era where pitchers are going less and less innings. Mm. Um, not this dude. Miami's like, yeah, we're going to, you're going probably seven or eight, no matter what the score is. So we're just going to throw you out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Urias is my second. He was, I mean, I thought long and hard about this one. That's what she said, but, um, I, I definitely had to go with Alcantara, uh, Jay. No, I'm hundred percent going Urias on this. Um, me, I, I want the too. numbers. I I've looked at it a lot. I think he should have won it last year. So I'm definitely picking him this year. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good. If you look, I just I is looking their last 14 starts of the year. And like you said, Miami is Miami. They're not good. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. Julio, once Walker went down, Julio really, because Kershaw is still, you know, he's Kershaw. But mm-hmm. you, Julio really became the guy of that staff. So when you yeah. look at their last 14 starts between both of them, look at both of them. Julio's 10 and one with a 1.27 ERA mm-hmm. and 85 innings pitched. So when they needed to run away with it, he was really, really good. He led the Al national Tara league in ERA too. Had mm-hmm. a 302, which is, is nothing to sneeze at. Three RA is not, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you expect a good pitcher. But to me, in, in the bigger moments, because he's on that playoff team, he had to, they had to be good because they wanted to lock everything up. To me, playing under that little bit more pressure means a little bit more than mm. playing on a, a bad team and eating up innings. Now, yeah. He, like you said, a real great ERA, but down the stretch, he kind of, to me, when I was watching him, he faltered down that stretch where Julio just kept being the guy. So to me, it's a hundred percent. Cause Julio. he was thrown over 50 more innings. Well, that's not my problem. They didn't, you know, I don't care. By the way, Alcantara <laughs> had one more start than Urias. So, and he threw, that many more innings so it's like uh, i mean it's really hard i mean regard it, the thing is alcantara did great work and threw the ball so much in meaningless baseball games like and he still had a 2-2 era and Ooh. a whip under one like that's insanity he's not a bad choice i'm like i'm like jay i'm going with i think julio. i think sandy wins uh I'll, but i to me when i look I, I like I like Julio. To me, Julio deserves a little bit more. Mm. And it seems no, look, like Dean thinks that too. Go ahead, Dean. Uh, hold on. I am a big Urias <laughs> fan, and I like him a lot better than I like Alcantara for the reasons that you stated. I just feel they're going to give it to Alcantara. That's why I think wins because I'm like, like a, a starting pitcher pitching 228 innings is insane. It's, these yeah, days. today's baseball. Yeah. Um, but Dean, yeah, you went with Urias too. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So here we go. Let's get to the AL and NL MVPs. Um, look, I'm going to start with the AL and it, it's gotta be Aaron judge. And I, I thought that the whole entire year, 
And I'm going to say this, and it, it's not controversial. It's just my opinion. Because uh, I have, I don't want to say, I guess, friends or peers that believe that a guy like Shohei Otani is overrated, overhyped, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, dude, like, one, you've lost all credibility now in talking about sports because you're literally witnessing a once-in-a-lifetime type talent in Otani, who normally in any other year, I'd say, is the MVP. But Except Aaron, Aaron Judge led the league in almost every statistical category. He had <laughs> one of the greatest offensive seasons in the history of baseball. I mean, he led the league in runs, homers, mm-hmm. RBIs, walks, on base, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. Mm-hmm. I, how can I possibly not give that the AL MVP? What What makes me laugh is we were watching the World Series. I think we were house and has Jordan Alvarez. It's like all his stats. It's like second in every category. Yeah. And I think it was it you that made the comment? Well, there's only one guy ahead of him in each, each one of those. It's not like it's somebody else. It's yeah. one dude. One dude, man. Um, look, and not only was it the greatest, one of the greatest offensive statistical seasons ever, it was also really cool that it was the biggest FU season in the history of baseball yeah. uh, for a guy who was – immensely insulted and lowballed on a long-term deal by the Yankees where Aaron judge said, all right, cool. I'm going to write my own check in about six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, uh, as great as Shohei Otani is, and you can kind of make the argument in terms of what I said about Alcantara meaningless baseball, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani have now had a career of meaningless baseball. So, um, but you know, Trout, nothing against him. He cares about two things, money and stats. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about winning. And he made that very clear and that's okay. Most modern athletes could care less about winning. Um, That's why I would take Bryce Harper over Mike Trout 10 times out of 10. Um, So with me, Shohei is so special. I get it, but I, I just, I have to go with a guy that did what he did in New York and Aaron judge. And I'm not a Yankee guy at all but I like Aaron judge. I think he's the kind of guy that they give a 10 year deal to, to you name him, the captain, he's the franchise. Um, he's one, he's literally the most popular selling Jersey in major league baseball the last like three years. Um, so I, I look, I hope he stays a Yankee because I, I, I do like those kind of things. I like when players like that stay with a team for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the Yankees are a, a team that's built a foundation of winning or at least trying to win. Um, I, yeah, I mean, he could go out to the Giants and just wallow in the media. He could be the next trout. He could. He you know really I mean? could. I mean, listen, why, here, that's why I always say you're, you're the face of baseball and you're playing for the most historic American ba- uh, sports team in the history of sports. Absolutely. Um, why would you go to, you know, who – why would you go to a division – where the team that you're signing with with finished almost 30 games under the Dodgers. Agreed. I agree. Not only, I mean, you're not even the second best team yeah. at the division. Yeah, you're, you're playing for second team. place for the rest yeah. of your career, most likely, assuming. Yeah. I mean, and um, I hate to say, you gotta you gotta leapfrog the Padres first before you can get to the Dodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so. And I'll I'll ask you not to get off topic, but I, you're a massive soccer guy. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, in terms of in, you know, for those of you who don't pay attention to soccer. I mean, I don't, but I do understand it. It is the most popular sport in the world by a landslide. World, world <laughs> um, Cup starts next week. Yeah. 
Um, would you put the Yankees as the most popular sports franchise ever? Um, yeah, because they have a global appeal. You know, I mean, all over the world, all over the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah I mean, it's the know, most so. famous logo ever. Yeah. Hands most down. recognizable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if, yeah. I, I mean, and if it's not the Yankees, it's the Dodgers. They're the two. They're the two hats you'll see all over the world is the is the NY and the LA. Yeah, but it's the Yankees. Yeah. It's it's the Yankees. It's just they're all over. The, they're all they're all over this country. Yeah. They're all over Europe. It's 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 the Yankees. It's not South that blue America. and orange mess. Is what you're saying? The Mets are uh, aren't the NY we're talking about? No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's like um, you know, as a, as a, even you know, as a soccer fan or you know, European football fan. I mean, listen, I'm a diehard Arsenal fan. But when you're a kid, you, you dream to play for like. Real Madrid and Manchester United and stuff like that. They're the most recognizable teams in that sport club level. At least. So when you're a player, when you're like a kid here in America, I mean, yeah, we might not be Yankees fans, but man, there's just something about those pinstripes. You know what I mean? It's, I it's, agree. it's, it's an honor to wear them. Yeah, um, That's why guys like Brett Gardner shouldn't ever wear them with his giant head. Um, Cause he sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I've always said Aaron judge, I think should stay with the Yankees. Uh, you're cementing a, your legacy among the greats. You're going up there. They're going to retire 99 next to Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, stuff like that. You're you're not going out. No no disrespect to the Giants. I know I should, I know I should hate the Giants because I'm a Dodgers fan, but but I, I respect the Giants. There's only a handful of guys out there. I, I'd rather be – I mean, listen, Willie Mays and Barry Bonds and, like, you know – Jeff Kent, guys like that. Yeah, like Willie, Willie McCovey, stuff like that. Like, great. They're again the pinstripes, yeah, Yankees. The pin, exactly. it's, it's it's the pinstripes, and, and you always have a chance to win a World Series mm-hmm. when you're a Yankee. So, uh, Jason, your MVP. It's a lot close. I feel it's a lot closer than everyone's making it seem. Um, it, I, I've been sure to me. This has been the, my my biggest struggle is is what Judge did. It took something very historic to beat something very historic. Uh, but mm-hmm. to me, I. I what Shohei did to me is is a little bit more impressive. If I had to give a pick, I'm going Shohei. And I understand what you said of, of the meaningless baseball, but for a guy to dominate the way he did on both sides of the, you know, pitching and batting, um, is, is something we've never seen and we may never see again. I do believe, you know, we've all seen 59, 60 home run seasons, so we've seen it. Um, if he broke. If he broke Barry's record, I'd say, okay, yeah, it's a no-brainer. To, but, you know, I don't want to dampen the significance because it's a big deal. But I, I think what Shohei did is is a little more impressive to me um, uh, overall on both sides. Um, so I, w- I would go Shohei. Uh, Chris, I got a question. So Shoot. when they um, are looking at the MVP for a guy like Shohei, are they factoring his pitching and his hitting, or are they just looking at the hitting? I think they're factoring in both. Yeah, I mean, because – I think you kind of have to. I mean, his a judge's average is 40 points higher than Shohei's. And his OPS is like 300 points higher. And he hit almost yeah. double the amount of home runs and like yeah. almost 40 more RBIs. Like it's, it's, to me, it is no con- list I don't think no it contest. is either. Yeah. I mean, I per- personally, I'm, I mean, I got, I got the list up right here. I would even put, I would put you right on Alvarez above Shohei. Like, I just think, like, Shohei, I think, had. Uh, you know, for being a the dual threat that he is, I think it's really impressive. But his offensive stats are like, you know, they're 
you know, they're nothing. I don't think they're nothing. If he was, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a Carl Schwarber didn't strike out as much. That's what you would get. So if Shohei had a Jordan Alvarez type offensive season, I'd Mm -hmm. say, Ooh, this is a lot closer than I think. The numbers are a little closer. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he wasn't, I don't think he was top 10 in either offense or pitching. Mm. And I don't think he was top 10 in either. So it's, that's where it becomes Ray and his whip or he, he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, he, in like your most, your standard statistical offensive categories, home runs and RBIs and his, 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 uh, his average was down a little bit, but his strikeout, he was like top 10 in almost every category offensively and pitching wise. Mm-hmm. To, so to me, like if you just have him focus on pitching, the dude probably wins Cy Young. If you just have him focus on hitting, he probably goes out and hits, you know, 50 home runs and hits 280, 290 because he's shown he could do it. He's not – he's never – and even they said over in Japan, he's never been a guy that, you know, it's got to be tough to, to focus on both. There's no way you're able to do everything all the time. That's a good point. No, this I, guy I, it's, a, it's a good point. I just think for me, I look at it and go, he didn't lead the league in a single category, like at all. Like there's not one statistical category that he had hitting or pitching, um, except for maybe strikeouts per nine. I think. I was yeah, about to say. I mean, he had 166 innings yeah. and he had 220 strikeouts. Yeah, strikeouts two, per two, nine. A 233 is, whip and a 1.012. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him, but then when when I look at a guy like like Judge's season was just so historic. The fact that he came out, and, I mean. He missed the triple crown by like just a few points too. So mm-hmm. like how I just many guys I, have hit I just I look at Judge. Well, how many guys are legitimately hit sixty one too? Uh, well I'm not so like you know, I don't know how I don't thing. know. I can't say Bonds never tested But also, that's the National League record. He set yeah. the American League record. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's okay, the home yeah. run record. How yeah. many guys have hit 40 then, home and then, runs and, and, and then had, you know, 200 strikeouts in the season? Six of the nine categories. Never in the same season. In never the in the same season, season yeah. No, but I, I agree. It's t- To me, that's where – okay, so we had 34 home runs this year and 95 RBIs. This is something we – I can – we can see – judge happening again we will never see what shohei did this season ever again i agree but well, then he won you the run, mvp last year yeah then you run into the problem like okay then i guess until he stops pitching he should win the mvp every single year no he has like a four er it's not it's not like he had like a three er this dude had a tooth he had one of the best eras in all of baseball yeah i agree some no, of the most strikeouts the thing. so when, how do you judge? And that's where the whole problem is. How do you judge I mean, it all? Because I agree, it's something. Now, it, now, hold on. He had a down hitting wise last year. He played two more games this year, and he hit twelve home runs less and five RBIs less last year. And his average his average went up last year. And yeah. he won the MVP last year. He had a statistically better season last year than he did this year, and he won the MVP. So, but I, his pitching me, wasn't as good last year. Uh, let me say over here. He had less innings, less strikeouts. Yes. Worse ERA. Yes, worse because did, did he actually have an injury that he just basically hit for most of the year last year? I think towards the end. I, I might have been yeah. before. He I had to. He only season, threw 130 innings. Yeah, yeah I, so think, I, think he, I think more, he had a me, shoulder, this, elbow injury. Then he just the rest yeah. of the year, yeah. I think. This is almost like the not, – not comparing the players, but we always – texted about how McCutcheon should have won the MVP the year after he won his actual yeah. MVP. 
This is actually, you know, Otani had a much better year overall by a lot this year than he did last year. And he got the MVP. But look, I'm not saying Otani what he did. I'm not lessening what he did. And you kind of, I think either one of you two said it. It took an, one yeah. of the greatest offensive seasons ever to mm. beat Otani. Yeah. That's. Yeah. If Judge doesn't have, doesn't go off and literally every category you can lead. Yeah. It, 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 if he doesn't break the it. record, is he getting it still? Yes, yeah, because, because he, he leads in every, every other, other category. category. Yeah. That's the I mean, that's the thing. In every category. Like, he literally much. just missed a triple crown by, like, three points. Mm-hmm. So, what you're saying is he didn't lead in every category. <laughs> that's what I said. That's, I, that's I, what I, said I heard. Yes. I, said I, heard. Almost, I said almost every category. But I'm also <laughs> okay. not going to give the MVP to somebody who had a who had a, uh, a batting average. He was, well, I, I, he was just he was dwarfed. That's my thing. Offensively, at least, he was dwarfed by a judge, and judge just led in every, almost every category. You have and to it's almost like it's not fair to judge that Otani also pitches. Yeah, like judge did his job. Like he he literally just hit baseballs very far and often. <laughs> like it's like man, like where do you draw the line almost? And look, and, and again, I'm not saying I think Otani is the most special athlete of our lifetime right now because you know I don't know what's coming after this, but. I just feel, man, like I don't think I can get take it away from Judge this year, you know. But that's the thing; it's just, I think if internally, no pitcher, I think it's going to be a lot closer. Obviously, I think you're be. right, Jay. It will, it will, a hundred percent will. But I still think Judge wins by a, a decent margin. If no pitcher has ever won the MVP, and you're telling me MVP is which they should have two, it should be two separate pitchers have won like, MVPs. No, that's what I'm saying. If, if you said yeah. no pitcher, because I know if, if a pitcher's never won it, I'm okay with not giving it to Shohei. Uh, if it makes you sense. Have pitchers in the conversation. Mm. Great. That's a great me, point. You have to add both what he did offensively and on that mound together. And to me, that I would much, to, if you're taking both seasons, who would I rather have as a player over? You know, if you're giving me both those guys for five years, I'd much rather take the guy that is going to give me. Be, you know, could be a number one starter every fifth day and still bat number four in my lineup every day. Mm. I would, to me, I'd rather have that every day. So that's how, just on based off of this season, that's how I'm judging. Well, Judge had giving, a higher war. Just saying. He did. Not by much. <laughs> not that by much. Offense and pitching, not by much. Not by but much. But yeah, that, that offense. Is, yeah. He, he did amazing, amazing things. Like you said, it, it took a historical season by Judge to knock Shohei yeah. off. By the way, but and I hate saying this, not hate saying it, but. If Trout plays the entire season, we're talking about Mike Trout as the MVP. Just saying. Oh, probably, probably I mean, are. that dude, his numbers just missing like 40 games. They were just ridiculous. Um, so, uh, all right. Wrapping it up here. Uh, NL MVP. Um, so I looked over this and I had to think of a lot about it, actually, between two players that are on the same team. Um, a lot of me wanted to give it to Nolan Arenado. And a lot of that is based on the fact that um, he's probably the greatest defensive third baseman I've ever seen in my life. Um, for a long time, it was Scott Rowland. And then all of a sudden, this dude's winning platinum gloves every single year. Um, and his numbers were really good. Um, uh, but I still I still think I have to give it to Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you know, he led the league in slugging OPS, OPS+. Plus. Um, he hit 317 of over four on base. You know, he played 151 games and had 35 and 115. So I think in terms of just overall 
like consistency. He also had 180 hits. Like that's a lot of hits. Um, I got, I think by a smidge, the smallest of margins, I'm going with Paul Goldschmidt, who's also an incredible first baseman in his own right defensively. Um, you know, a blind Paul Goldschmidt at first would give you more wins defensively than Reese Hoskins, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go with Paul Goldschmidt by a little bit. I think Nolan Arenado should get serious consideration for MVP. Jay, uh, I'm glad. I, I really, because I've watched Goldschmidt a lot. You know, especially mm-hmm. being a fantasy baseball guy, I've watched him. Yeah. Um, throughout the years with Arizona, just the numbers he would put up on, on such a bad team. And uh, I, I'm glad he deserves it. I hope he gets it. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him. If he does get it, I, I'm going to be happy for him. Mm-hmm. I know he doesn't care about my happiness, right? but I'm going to be happy to see him get it for what he's done throughout his career. And finally, you know, you thought he fell off and he's come back at 34 and have, have such an amazing season. Yeah. Um, so to me, I do, I think, um, I think they'll take a little bit of votes away from each other, but I think it's mm-hmm. Goldie hands down. Yeah, for me. I think so. Um, Dean? Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I'd give it to. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I, I would give it to Goldschmidt as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we get out of here, I meant to ask this last week when we did our, our recap of the Philly season. Um, so I'm going to start with, with you, Dean, and then um, I'll go. And then, Jay, you can wrap it up there. Um, your favorite moment of the Phillies 2022 season. Dean. Uh, are you asking me first? <laughs> yes, you're first. Uh, I thought you did. I was uh, making sure. I wasn't uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, thought I, heard, I, Dean. I actually didn't hear you say that. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it, it, it was NLCS game four because I went to it. Um, hmm. It was just. It was incredible, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was there was, you know, Bailey Falter imploded in the in the first inning, and it was a, it was a game constantly trying to come back, and you know, you know, Hoskins hits two home runs, and I'm trying to remember somebody else has a home run, so I can't remember, but probably, probably Schwarber. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just an it was an just it was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, I never, at least in terms of a baseball game, I had never experienced anything like that in my life because yeah. most of the games I've been to in my life, the hundreds of games I've been to in my life um, are like half empty or two thirds of an empty stadium. So yeah. Um, a lot of so people yeah. don't remember what it was like going to a baseball game at the vet when there was about 3000 oh, people there. I <laughs> so um, I <laughs> Yeah, me but, too. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's that, I mean, there are, I would say there are probably better, you know, obviously clinching to get into the playoffs, stuff like that. But like, just for me personally to be able to experience going to a postseason game for the first time in my life, you know, of mm-hmm. all the games I've been to, I'd never been to a postseason game. So the, the fact that I went to one and we won it in, in incredible fashion, you know, Syndergaard mm-hmm. came in and pitched a, a great, per, great one inning. Yeah. Um, you know, so ace, ace. This guy. Um, hey, listen, one that's, that's one better inning than Aaron Nola pitched the entire playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably right about that. I'll give you the World Series. Um, World Series. So, so um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, it would be that. It would be that for me. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, it was a really big toss up between the, you know, the game winning home run uh, against San Diego in the eighth. Yeah. What was that? Game five. The bottom of um, in the oh, eighth, that's such a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, that's going to go down in Philly lore. 
either that or the, the game I went to. It was one of the two. It was such an incredible moment. But I think my favorite moment because of when it happened, it was like, man, like we're not a joke was uh, game three of the World Series in the first inning when Bryce mm. in the first home game in the World Series and Bryce smashed that two run homer. Um, I just felt like that. I mean, that that is just one. Well, it's it, it started the seven nothing blowout. It also basically start sparked the end of the season for it was yeah. like the beginning of the end. That was it. That was it. We had this, we had this <laughs> yeah. five hundred runs, and that was they were like, "All right, everybody, pack it up." Yeah, that at was kind of, of it for that. It was like it was like, it was like William Shatner at the end of the airplane too, and he was just shutting all the power down the space station. <laughs> like, all right, everybody, let's go home. Right. So That's that it. would that would probably be my favorite moment um, because I felt like it was like one of those things where it's the first Phillies home World Series game since '09. And that place was probably shaking at its yeah. foundation. And then our dude gets up there and smashes a two-run homer in the first those are, inning. Those are great moments, bro. And it was just like, like that, that's our guy. Like that is our guy. And he just told the world at home in Philly, like, this is the place to be. Yeah. Um I'm actually going to change mine. <laughs> I'm, go no, I'm going to I'm going to change it to the uh, to the game winner in Game Five of the LCS. Yeah, I mean that's like, going to go just, down forever. The swing of yeah, his life, and that's he he's up there with you know Rollins, Schmidt, Howard. Like mm-hmm. he's in the pantheon now. Yep, um, I, I, I mean agree. it's especially because like at that point it's the bottom of the eighth. You're like this is it. This is kind of it. Like R- Bryce is your le- kind of last legit shot to win this game, and he, and he comes up it. and he 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 earned every cent of that thirteen million. Yep. That's that thirteen year contract with that swing, and you're yeah. like, that's it. Our- that swing and- is what they make <clears throat> movies from. <laughs> like, yeah, it's incredible. And the, you could, and the place was you could feel it through the TV. Yeah, like just the 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 the, the explosion of just mm-hmm. of of, of um, like excitement when that yeah. ball left the bat. Everyone was like, oh my God. You know, We're going to the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Jay? Um, it's it's a toss-up, and I know you guys are going to hate this one. Um, Castellanos' I really think ground ball. It's, <laughs> it's, I've been thinking a lot about – and Aaron Knowles throwing since, a random strike. <laughs> because <laughs> I had tickets to Doc's no-hitter, and, you know, Ooh. that was – and I had to miss that game. And, you know, now I'll never hear it down that the next time I, you know, next time there was a no hitter in the playoffs, I had to be there to watch it against my team. Um, so <laughs> seeing something historic, being at the World Series, it's, you know, I know it's against the Phillies, but to me, that's, you know, it's only ever seen it three times in the playoffs. So, ever. and yeah. twice. So, um, but to me, I think, you know, a lot of games, the, just because I, I prefer when I look, when I'm watching live, I think that Reese home run against Atlanta, being there, just because you know Reese was str- Reese was struggling, and Reese, mm-hmm. you know he, the, the pressure he has on him, and when they walk Schwarber, and this dude just hits a monster mm-hmm. bomb, that place went nuts. He did, yeah, and that yeah, brought me back. Like you know, you know, I, from opening day to the last home game of the year, I've been there. I was there when when Pete came back, and that place was half <clears> empty, <throat> half empty still. So to be back there for you know that first home playoff game. And to have that place rocking and to see Reese do that mm-hmm. in a moment where you expect him not to, it was, and to, to feel that crowd, like mm-hmm. we said, it, it hasn't been like that since 2011. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the amount I've been through, I was, you know, 2012 through last year, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been there mm-hmm. and there's been nine, 90% empty. <clears throat> so to yeah. have that feeling and have that crowd there against Atlanta, 
Yeah. To me, that was to me that was my you know my moment of the of mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that yeah, wraps up. I, I know the feeling because when I was at Game Four, it just seems like that like, we couldn't keep the lead against the Padres, and yeah. then we hit that second home run. We're just, just like, this is destiny. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I know the. Like I know exactly what Jay's talking about with that feeling mm-hmm. against when reset it against uh, the Braves. <clears throat> so, all right, like I've said to you guys before at the beginning, when uh, right before the season ended with the road series, if any big free agent signing hits, we will do an emergency pod, whether it's just me or if all three of us can hop on, like if judge signs, we'll just hop on for a quick 20 minutes to talk about the deal. Um, but other than that, uh, we're going to keep coming here every week until the end of November. Kershaw signed that. Well, it's not official. But oh, true. he's going to sign. Right. Um, thank God. He's going to sign a one-year deal, apparently close in the range of $20 million, So that's yeah. great. That's, he, says you know, he's gonna, he says he's just going to sign one-year contracts because he's pretty yeah. much just going year-to-year at this point. Yeah. You know, the king is returning. Until so that's great. back blows out, really. Right. He's going to go I, until I, the wheels I, fall off. I, I think he's just – I think he wants that 200 wins in his 3,000 strikeouts. I mean, he doesn't need them, but I think he, that's what he's – I think it's what he's shooting for. <laughs> I agree. Well, when you're pitching that good, too, you still come back. You don't yeah. just – he yeah. could walk away. I'm shocked. He, I was. Sh- I was actually shocked. I thought he was walking away. If they won the World Series, I think he yeah. would have walked away. I, I agree. I think if if they won it this year, he's he's walking for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. This has been the On the Bump podcast. Uh. On the Bump podcast on Instagram. Check us out there. Give us a follow. Um. All right. So we will catch you guys next week. Thank you very much again. Head over to SeatGeek.com. Use our code On the Bump. And you guys will get $20 off your very first ticket purchase over there. Uh, So help us out. uh, Help yourself out. As always, we help each other. That's what we do. We're here to help. So help us. Um, All right. So I'm Chrissy Francesco. That's Dean Holzapple and Jason Kent. We'll catch you guys next week. And uh, I usually say go Phils, but the season's over. But we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.